What is going on, everybody? It's just Jimmy Lennon here today on another podcast talking about gaming and sports and maybe more. <laughs> um, there was some news that happened to come across within gaming. Um, if you have been able to follow on these series, these two series lately, I mean, they're kind of old in their own respect, but very good old, if that makes sense. <laughs> Um, these are two games that even I own and two games that, you know, had their own unique spin into the world of gaming, um, and definitely gain a lot of respect in their own right. I mean, of course, being made through Sega, you know what I'm saying? And you know, the quality of games that Sega produced, especially back in their heydays. I mean, even now, I mean, things with Nintendo and with Atlas and of course, you know, it's always, you know, just to sound a little biased. Sonic, <laughs> and by all means, not every Sonic game, but it was great. But I'm just saying, you know, what I'm saying you should know Sega's rep for a lot of games that they have made. I don't know, I could think of Shinobi. I could think of Super Monkey Ball against Sonic, uh, Yakuza, um, Knights. I can think of a couple more more games, not just their systems. But, you know, two games that are very cool in their own right. And that is Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio. There was some news that was kind of sprinkled around early in the week um, about a potential chance of those two games getting reboots. Um, that's pretty huge, um, to be honest with you. And I'm like, wait, seriously? <laughs> Um, according to the report by Bloomberg, they mentioned that new en entries in Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio series will mark the start of Sega's Super Game Project, which would eventually entail around four games, one of which we all know for will be a first-party shooter, um, but the Crazy Taxi game is already in development, and it's pretty much what they were saying was it's supposed to be expected to come out within the next two to three years. Um, that is very promising and very interesting in all rights um, for that series. I mean, the thing is with Crazy Taxi, Crazy Taxi's, you know, obviously it's been around for a while since back in the 2000s. Um, the first game being that was, of course, you know, Crazy Taxi came around, technically appeared in the arcades um, in 1999. Kind of like a lot of these games anyway that usually appear in arcades, like your Tekken or your Marvel versus Capcom games. And those aspects of fighting games, a lot of these games would always start, not every, but some potentially would always start in arcades and eventually made into ports of a console like a Dreamcast. And the Dreamcast, to its credit, has always been there for being a very big arcade system. I mean, again, you play Soul Calibur on that game, it feels like you're in the arcade <laughs> just because of the graphic and how beautiful the games were being produced on the Dreamcast. Again, such a short lifespan with so many great titles on that system and ran really well, right? Compared to your PlayStation, compared to your Nintendo 64 around that time, even before the six, before the GameCube even came out, right? And even before the Xbox was even sniffed as a console to be put into the gaming wars that we have today. But, you know, it's been around for a while, you know, and it had such a great run for its title, especially for Crazy Taxi. Of course, the most simplistic game of it all, <laughs> creatively at least, is that, you know, you drive as one of the four 
taxi cab drivers you get people from point a to point b and either a faster time so that way you can also get some additional cheddar of course they give you a certain fare of course depending on how far that fare is excuse me distance wise and you know you take it over there and you, you it's just going back and forth and you're just trying to get as much money as you possibly can and obviously get as many customers as you possibly can of course if you play the original game you have the version of the arcade and you also have a way for you to you know work three five ten minutes and then also if you have if you go to the section when you play a crazy taxi you have the original section which again that setting is like in san francisco i think crazy taxi 2 is in new york city and then they had crazy taxi 3 which was in las vegas which by the way was a game that was only on the xbox because <laughs> crazy taxi 1 and 2 was only on the uh, Dreamcast. Of course, now you can get Crazy Taxi specifically on um, the PS3 and Xbox 360, which again, I don't know since of the PS, I know the Xbox 360 store is still around because the Xbox store. Uh, the PlayStation 3, it might be troublesome for some because I know they've been really kind of cracking down on trying to get people to buy. It's slowly, basically in a sense, they're trying to shut down the PlayStation store for PS3 very slowly and you know they've been doing it by bit by bit unfortunately so if you were able to take advantage of it great if not then you're going to be probably one of the many of people to try to find that copy if not the original copy which is on dreamcast or which is kind of neat for them <laughs> you can actually play this on your phone now I've, i don't believe i have it on my phone <laughs> for a very long time i forgot if i i think i had to pay for it um but it it was a great it's a great game to play it's so addicting <laughs> so addicting and of course with crazy taxi 2 it kind of basically elevated the way of you know pretty much doing the same thing also you have four different sets of characters to drive around but you get some old pick up multiple um people meaning that you can have more than just one person in a taxi cab you can have two you can have three you can have four um and they all are like underneath the same fare you just had to make sure you get them all to their point at a certain time frame that's given to you so it's, it's really fun and plus not to mention they also give you a hop, a hop like a crazy hop so you can hop over cars and other medians that might block your way like it happened in crazy taxi i can't tell you how many times when i played the first game how i wish i had that then you know because playing crazy taxi 2 is like oh my goodness i can just hop over these buildings like it's nothing <laughs> like yes finally <laughs> um and it's pretty unique and um, but it just made me mad that you know Crazy Taxi 3 was only on Xbox at the time, and it was funny because which I will get to Jet Set Radio in a minute. Jet Set Radio kind of followed the same suit, but I will explain more of that when I get to that to that game too. And it's very interesting that that game for Crazy Taxi is being brought back up there like that. In fact, for me, with Crazy Taxi um, around Virginia Beach, there's a place called Shout Out to this place too as well, Pinboys. If you go down in Laskin Road. In Virginia Beach there is a um, bowling alley really cool bowling alley too I mean AMF is great too but this one pinboy is great oh my goodness the atmosphere of it all is great and the crazy thing about it <laughs> I didn't find crazy taxi the arcade version in an arcade right you would think you know you know we didn't have a lot of arcades then I mean we had some in certain malls again if you're around Virginia Beach you listen to this or you're out of the country here in this when you come to Virginia Beach there's a mall in Chesapeake called Greenbrier Mall and they had an arcade there right and it was a mini arcade upstairs and that's kind of where I got 
literally more introduced to a lot of games like Tekken Tag in arcade space. That's kind of where I first got introduced to Tekken um, through the arcade. And, you know, we didn't have a lot of arcades like that. We had Jillian's that was in Norfolk. If you go down to Waterside, um, until eventually it moved also to Chesapeake and whatnot. So we didn't get a lot of arcades until eventually, I don't know, around 2015, maybe 14, when we got Dave and Buster's in Virginia Beach. And we had it since then. So yeah, 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 yeah. Other than your Chuck E. Cheese, I guess. I mean, almost everybody probably has a Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, I guess you can count that as an arcade, but I digress. So the fact is that with Crazy Taxi, I found that at a bowling alley called Pinboys. And you were able to actually play around with that one with Crazy Taxi. And I believe the the fee for it was a dollar. I was like, geez. <laughs> I, I literally I was amazed because I was just like because I think we were I think yeah I think we went to prom no was it prom might have been rain dance either one of those dances back in high school <laughs> we went over there to Pinboys and lo and behold I was like yo they have crazy taxi here of course they have like this little punching bag thing that of course if you know what I'm talking about like you can test how strong you are <laughs> but they had literally a crazy taxi arcade machine for you to play and i'm like dude the wheel and everything of course you know aesthetically it makes sense <laughs> um but if you have the dreamcast or just a copy of um, crazy taxi which i actually to elaborate more you can also find crazy taxi on the gamecube version as well um it may not have the cool design that crazy taxi has on the um dreamcast um because all it has like literally is slapped yellow with crazy taxi logo and that's it that's all you had <laughs> for the gamecube version and that was of course when sega was making this transition from consoles to just being third-party games so i guess it made sense for them to kind of put a lot of the games that was on dreamcast for distributing to other you know consoles you know so that way everybody has a feel for it and not just being locked into just the sega system so that was kind of that phase and that transition that was going on. But um, yeah, that was it was cool. It was so cool to see that. Of course, now they took it out and, and lo and behold, guess what they put in place of it? Mario Kart. <laughs> I was like, oh, that hurts. <laughs> that hurt right there. I was like, oh, man, you guys were the only ones I knew that actually had that arcade machine. In, in great condition too so either they sold it obviously probably to get mario kart or they just i don't know did something with it i was sad to see it go i was like dang you know but the arcade version of it is basically the same thing like you would play on the game for your game console so obviously you had a for the arcade version in the game obviously you have a time limit so it's different than like when you do like the work for three five and ten minutes because you're just counting down basically well, I guess both of them aesthetically are the same thing. You both are counting down. But with the arcade version, you're given a very small amount of seconds. And it starts building up every time you get customers. And making sure that you get them on time, get into a faster, like, speedy section, you get plus five seconds. You get three, I think, yeah, you get two seconds if you get them at a normal speed, and obviously you get nothing. <laughs> if you get them at a slow time, basically. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> basically those little seconds were like tips in a sense right so it was very addicting it's very addicting you know what i'm saying crazy tricks all that stuff like that so having me said all of this stuff actually there's a couple other versions of crazy taxi as well besides one two and three they also had crazy taxi um for the game boy advance called uh crazy taxi catch a ride which looking at the graphics for the game 
it's not bad for the Game Boy Advance. You know what I'm saying? Certain games for the Game Boy Advance looked out looked pretty good. Others look rough, but that was one game that did not look rough. And that game came out in 2003. Again, Crazy Taxi 3 came out in 2002, so it kind of was like, hmm, interesting. Right? Um, and then you had Fair, wa- uh, Fair, Wars. <laughs> Fair Wars in 2007 for the PSP, which was just nothing more than just a combination of Crazy Taxi 1 and 2 on the PSP. So you have that option. And then I had one that I remember because I was like, didn't they have one for the app that wasn't just basically importing Crazy Taxi into the the mobile app game type of thing? They actually had a game called Crazy Taxi City Rush. I had it on my tablet in 2014, so that made sense. Um, it wasn't definitely the same Crazy Taxi that we all knew and loved. It was a little bit different. Um, I can't even tell you exactly how it went because <laughs> I haven't touched that game in years. Um, but... Yeah, it was, it was your different crazy taxi. So, again, doing this whole entire rowdown for you guys. Um, the verdict with Crazy Taxi coming back into the swing of things. Honestly, a lot of us have been asking for Crazy Taxi for years. Um, it's such a big game. And as I said before, such a fun game to play. That... You know they can make a lot of make a lot of more imaginations to this this is great right especially with crazy taxi 3 you know what i'm saying if they want to fall off of that with whether they do crazy taxi 4 or just make a random name for it crazy taxi 3 literally had basically every single character from combined crazy taxi 1 and 2 right because like i said before you have four different sets of characters for each game and they just basically combine them they all just messing around at las vegas how about that right <laughs> so i'm like that's that's cool that's cool now i don't know exactly if they're gonna keep those characters i don't know if they're gonna make new characters again um and exactly what city are they gonna think about trying to put this in right if you want to keep the trend going you already have basically san francisco clearly because if you play the first game you could definitely tell by the inclines um new york city for two las vegas for three so i don't know i could take a guess and say chicago Maybe Miami, Miami might sound pretty nice though. I don't, I don't know. I mean, they got they got plenty of places they can think of, but I don't know exactly in the scheme of things what they're gonna try because they may try to do something a little bit slightly different, but I don't know exactly what they're gonna try to do for that. Um, you know, hopefully they do well with that. I mean, I know with games like Sonic, for instance, when they had this Sonic Mania. Um, I mean, needless to say, that wasn't a reboot, but they obviously got people together, the right people together to make that game happen, and it sold so well, right? Um, you know, aesthetically, the graphics look great, the artwork, everything, just everything about the game was great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, it's interesting that they're going back to this route of doing reboots like that. Um, but honestly, for those, t- for this series as, as well, um, definitely, you know, it definitely could fit into the modern day today because it's a very, very awesome arcade game of Crazy Taxi. Like, literally, it, it will be never a dull moment when you're playing that game, really. Just because, especially when you play it longer enough, because you're like, huh, let me try a different round. Let me try these type of people because it depends. Because, like, literally, there's people hiding in certain bizarre places. Like, in the first game, like, literally, you'll notice, like, there's a dollar sign in the water, right? Because somebody's actually snorkeling inside the water, but you can actually pick them up and take them to wherever they need to go to. So, it's bizarre places that you never would think of, right? Like, I found a lady on a on a rooftop. <laughs> like, I had to go to the garage, and then, bam, they just, she's just standing on top of the rooftop. I'm like, huh? <laughs> 
Um, but they basically those those ones that you have to find they usually give you more money though and longer distance too. So that's kind of probably why they do it too for you know variety's sake. Um, I you know I'm not I'm I'm not again like I said before I'm I'm optimistic with it. Again it's supposed to I guess they've been working on it for a little bit. It's supposed to come out in the next two three years. We'll see what happens. I'm excited for it. I don't know. I mean, it's a great game. One of you guys' takes on that, but that's it's it should be very fun. And of course, I'll keep more updates on it as we hear more information about it as well. Um, exactly what Sega may have in mind for it. Um, I know when it came to Shemu, they didn't necessarily work on that one, especially considering the fact that they started they ended with Shemu two for so long because that came literally at the end of Dreamcast, and they didn't do anything with that until a couple years back from now and they had to get a kickstarter not even so much sega but the ones the developers that worked on the game had to get a kickstarter and everything so i'm curious as to what they're going to try to do here with this um but all we could do is be optimistic right maybe possibly they might do something well with this now transferring to jet set radio it's almost in the same ordeal even though of course it didn't have as many game versions of itself as crazy taxi did it only basically had two <laughs> um you had jet set radio or in america you had jet grind radio and in a sense you had basically you know these gg rudies basically going against the the cops and whatnot and fight the power type of type of ordeal and basically the whole objective of the game is basically you know having graffiti wars and turf wars around other gangs that's around you too as well and you know you're busy skating around putting the graffiti up there um dancing around and whatnot to one of my favorite soundtracks from crazy taxi oh crazy taxi excuse me but you know crazy taxi got some good music but also from jet set radio <laughs> um that and jet set radio future which i'll get to in a minute but them soundtracks oh my goodness <laughs> yo you can you listen to them on youtube you would not be disappointed in exactly how much dopeness that comes into those into the soundtrack i'm like dude sega was sega was in their bag on this game <laughs> in this game is so underrated but the thing is is that um you know i think it was it was you know it took a minute because you had to get kind of used to the controller for jet set radio though i know eventually they brought that as lot as well as what they did with crazy taxi and put it on the ps3 i downloaded that again on the ps3 as well and it's a lot better on the ps3 <laughs> controller controller wise and the dreamcast was fine of course eventually nowadays they have um these retro gaming controllers that are very basically variations of the original controllers of the systems for more of a basically of a modern and updated feel but the, the dreamcast controller with jet set radio you had to get used to that one a little bit <laughs> you kind of had to get used to it but it was so cool because all you did you know you just you grind on the rails, you gain some speed, you, especially for the first game, you did these uh, QTEs or quick time events to go ahead and just, you know, spray the graffiti on certain turf wars and whatnot and also run away from the cops. Of course, as always, as you play the game, both games of Jet Set Radio and Jet Set Radio Future, they tell you, oh yeah, they, you know, they don't condone vandalism and whatnot. <laughs> Basically, Sega was like, yeah, don't sue us. We, we, we don't have any part of you guys doing this don't do this in real life this was just for the game for the fun of the game not to do it in real life 
Like, they straight up tell you that when you first play in the game. <laughs> and, and I give them credit. That's fair. I mean, <laughs> by all means, you never know. People, it's like, you know, some would treat it as just like, you know, it's just a game, video game. But some would be like, oh, maybe I feel like doing that in real life. Like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> so Sega makes that very clear. But, um... But it was, it was such a great game. Uh, very simple game, too, as well. You can get through it pretty pretty much as well. Again, you're getting chased by the cops. The um, the head of the, the captain, Arishima, and the helicopters and attack dogs. Yeah, you're getting chased by a lot of people. <laughs> They're trying to stop you. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? They're trying to stop you. And then you have Professor K out there on the beats voicing the, the people basically helping out with ggs and everybody else and they're you know doing the turf war and whatnot so you know he's keeping the disc the disc going with the music and so then eventually and that was that game came out pretty much around the same time around the 2000s of june and it was so dope i was like dude this game and i was like man what, what can they do more with this game right so that was the only game of jet set radio that was on dreamcast Eventually, again, after when the Dreamcast died, they eventually had another game, which was Jet Set Radio Future. And, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. After, again, I rave about the soundtrack for the first game. This game? Oh my goodness. Gracious. <laughs> I mean, you can literally stand in the game and listen to the music all day long. Of course, nowadays, you can just listen to YouTube. But at that time frame, when YouTube was not a thing, especially around 2002... Yeah, you can literally just sit there and just listen to the music, yo. It it just, it, and in fact, Sega even made its own original, you know, soundtrack album for it, which they tend to do that for a lot of games. I know they did it for a lot of times with Sonic, especially with Sonic Rush, considering the fact that people who worked on Jet Set Radio music worked on <laughs> Sonic Rush. I mean, literally, when you play Sonic Rush and you hear some of the, the songs, it just has the literally, literally the inspiration from Jet Set Radio. It is because the people who worked on that worked on that game too. So I was like, that's funny. <laughs> I was like, that's brilliant. And it's and just a radio future is a very high praise game. Um, again, this was game was only on the Xbox, unfortunately. Um, so for people like me, I had to go buy an Xbox. And literally to this day, the reason why I had to buy an Xbox, the first Xbox, was because of just a radio future. It was a sacrifice I was willing to make, but that game, oh my goodness. Because no, they haven't yet, and it's, it's already been past 20 years. It literally, <laughs> it's kind of unique how they did it. When the game first came out, it came out on February 2nd, 2002. So when you put, you know, all that aside, you got 2202, right? And now, guess what? <laughs> 20 years later, you have 2222, right? It's like 2222. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. <laughs> So that was that was brilliant. I don't know who the marketing people behind that, but I was like, yeah, let's make it make sense. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, seriously. And the thing about with that game different from the first one is that you didn't really have a lot of the QTEs. You just, you know, you see all the arrows that will be pointed out to where you need to spray, you know, use a spray can at. You just spray and go. That's it. Right. That's all you do. And you can do a bunch of tricks. You're doing grind on rails. You can actually do a lot of tricks on the rail and off the inclines and half pipes, just like you did in the first game, too, as well. And as for um, chasing around the cops, um, they don't really show up until after you finish, you know, you know, spraying around the entire turf that you need to. And plus, you also have like the turf war with other um, turf war with other gangs, too, as well. And 
you either do like certain tricks that they want you to do or follow a certain path that they're trying to do like do a trick off of this ramp or whatnot and then they just basically run away after that and sometimes you even get to get the characters in the game and um it was it was so great playing with the vast amount of characters in that game too but oh my goodness the colorfulness of that game the aesthetics of that game is just good grief it's beautiful <laughs> it's so nice um especially running on an xbox as well too that's it was great it was great you know what i'm saying so you know i could rave about that game all day long but just aesthetically you look at the design and everything for 3d it's just you know it's so dope so i'm excited for that however it's an interesting little twist here with jet set radio knowing that the fact that they're trying to bring that back here's the kicker though <laughs> um about a couple years ago um and eventually i forgot when the game's supposed to be coming out it's an indie project game that literally has the aesthetics and the design pretty much the design look of it and the same techniques in the same game and everything and the music sounds dope too right the style of it all right and it screamed Jet Set Radio and Jet Set Radio Future in a combination sense. Well, that game is called Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. And at the time, you know, we all been raving for another Jet Set Radio game because, again, they haven't done another game since Jet Set Radio Future. And that was back in 2002. Crazy, right? And now, all these years later, I guess people were like saying, okay, we're done waiting. <laughs> it's one of those things like, fine, I'll do it myself <laughs> type of thing. And that's what they did. And I'm like, just looking at it on YouTube and everything, I'm like, dude, this is a game I definitely will be buying, right? And, you know, this was kind of what, I think this was first announced back in 2020, I want to say at least. They were still working on the game. But we just hadn't heard anything about Jet Set Radio now. And so what's interesting now is that they're bringing this game back now. What does that entirely mean for that series? Now, of course, originally, you know, you know, a lot of people who play the game are fans of that game, right? But even as a fan of the Jet Set Radio series, I want to play Bomb Rush Cyberfunk because it literally is playing that whole entire style, right? I'm still going to play the game where whatever reboot they're trying to do with Jet Set Radio. But what does that mean in terms of competition, though? Right? Because, granted, this game, obviously, for the Jet Set Radio reboot, you know, this was just, you know, talk about doing it, right? And so, obviously, I'm pretty sure the game has not even been probably in development right now. It's probably, if anything, it's at a stage of saying, hey, what we're going to try to do. They haven't probably even touched on how the model and everything is going to work. While you have Bomb Rush Cyberphone that's been still working for some time now, right? I mean, you look at that game, it's doing a whole lot. Now, I don't know exactly what they're going to do with the Jet Set Radio series, um, bringing it back. Are they going to keep the whole design look of Jet Set Radio? Because even Jet Set Radio Future itself, like the design for that game was great. But again, you run it on an Xbox, especially when that system came out then. The game looked great on there. Right? They may take they may stick with that same design look. They may do that. I don't know for sure. Um But it really depends on who's directing the game and what their whole focus is with that game, right? Um 
you know, especially if you're going to try to put it in a modern sense too as well. I don't know for sure what they're going to do with that. Um, the whole reboot situation. But that should be very interesting what they're going to do. Um, but that's just one of my gripes with that as well when it came to um, what they're going to do for the, you know, for Jet Set Radio. And that's, that's just one of my gripes there. So... You know, some people, you know, are still having some thoughts about exactly what they're going to do with that series. I don't know for sure what they're going to do with that, you know. And, you know, we got all we could do is be optimistic about it and trust that they, you know, do what they need to do to make sure this game gets us due justice, right? And again, I bring this up for more uh, for that reason as well. But that's just my take on that because it's just going to be very interesting and very competitive for that. On more for the gaming aspect, we happened to get something also this week, um, which um, I was excited about. <laughs> um, again, speaking with Sega, just keeping it, keeping it Sega related. You know what I'm saying? That they're doing um, a also a remaster for certain games that is dealing with Sonic, and that is Sonic Origins. It's supposed to launch somewhere in June, basically on sonic's birthday right on the 31st <laughs> the 31st anniversary of sonic on his birthday right somewhere in june and where that might be i want to say it was the 22nd <laughs> the 22nd now i lied the 23rd <laughs> again i'm sonic i'm sonic so I should know this stuff, right? <laughs> but no, it should be on the 23rd of June. Again, if they don't delay anything, you know, said so. Um, it will be launched on Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo Switch and PC. Um, just kind of like what they did with Sonic Mania, they're basically going to make this whole, like, a digital version of itself. Um, which I always thought, even back when they did Sonic Mania, that they should have always had a physical copy. And they didn't do a physical copy until they did Sonic Mania Plus. So I was like nice <laughs> it's like mm, i already got the game i mean i still probably will buy it for a different console you know when i first brought sonic mania it was on the um ps4 and of course eventually i got the plus but that was just the you know add-on version to get mighty and ray still on the ps4 so if anything i probably get it on like the switch or something but either which way they're going back to the old classic sonic games that we all know and love for a very long time and that happens to be four games basically in a sense that define sonic in that in that generation era of the classic days that is sonic the hedgehog one sonic the hedgehog two three and knuckles and sonic cd they have an all four of them together in the same game now <laughs> i know it may sound crazy it's like whoa they're doing this again <laughs> like we didn't already have another copy of this game over five times right which is a very fair point because of the fact that over the years ever since those games came out we always had like these compilation of games such as like sign mega collection plus when i was a kid i had brought that game because i never owned the genesis at all i never had it at all i mean maybe my dad did but i don't know for exactly if i had the genesis um dreamcast of course but not the genesis and um i never owned it and so sonic mega collection plus was that entry level into playing all those older games of Sonic the Hedgehog 1, 2, and 3, and Knuckles, and 
even playing some of the GameCube gears with their with the game gear having such a bad bad battery life what three hours <laughs> it burns through batteries so fast i was like dude that's insane <laughs> i mean my aunt had a game gear i should have took it but even still maybe someone told me not to not to keep it i was like no jim don't do it <laughs> you're gonna be burning batteries for days <laughs> um but either which way you were able to play a lot of these games and it kept the trend going right they had sonic classic uh, excuse me sonic classic collection for the ds and allowed you to play those older games i mean sonic cd where they first had that was for sonic gems collection but it was only on the gamecube which allowed you to have basically sonic r sonic cd and sonic the fighters so that's kind of anything before they started bringing those those games back that was kind of the first game they started that was the first game that allowed them to play sonic cd because um, of course it was on the sega cd so um, but then throughout the years, they kept doing it. They did it with the PS3, with the you know the, uh, the Sega collection. Um, they did it with the PS4. Uh, they even did it with the Game Boy Advance, even though Sonic the Hedgehog Genesis was terrible. Um, I would not recommend buying that. Um, and you know, eventually, I think they did one for the 3DS. And I don't know if they did one for the Switch yet. But and then pretty soon they probably do it for the PS5, if not this. <laughs> so. You know they've been bringing my point is they've been bringing that game back for so many times re remastered for almost every single system known to man so um so if you never have played it and actually even on top of that they have it for the mobile device so <laughs> that's even better right <laughs> you know you can take that definitely on the go so they have it pretty much every single console that you could have pretty much play this game on so if you haven't played it yet and you have any of these systems, I don't know what you're doing. People be like, oh, I don't have the original console. I'm like, well, if you got one of these consoles, you can get the game. <laughs> That's for sure. No excuses for that. Um, it doesn't have to be the original. If you have the Sega CD, that's great. Cool, you can play the original version. Other than that, if you play the ports, they play just as great too. Um, but anyway, back to this. It's basically, again, a remastered collection of all four of those games. And and so yeah and so of course sonic origins is going to also include achievements collectibles animated shorts of course if anybody's been familiar with the animated shorts back with sonic mania adventures which was pretty cool honestly even though they didn't have any voiceover work only, only the one that they did animation for for that was with did they do it for team sonic racing i know they did it with sonic colors when sonic colors ultimate came out i know they had that with voiceover but for team sonic racing they didn't and definitely not with sonic mania plus or in this case, Sonic Media Adventures, they haven't done any voiceover for that, which is more or less like an older cartoon where they just basically just go off of movement and sound. So that whole stick. So that whole entire array of shorts were pretty cool. So now I guess they have some kind of animated shorts for just this specific um, game, which is cool. Um, and then game modes as well, just to make it, you know, and some other missions just to spice up the gameplay of it. Um, so it's pretty cool. Uh, so you can also have the choice between playing classic mode or anniversary mode. In classic mode, players will experience the games in all their original glory and original ratio aspect. The anniversary mode offers a full screen experience along with infinite lives. How about that, right? <laughs> infinite lives. So you won't have to worry about getting repeatedly crushed to death in chemical plant zone. <laughs> right so um i love the level i love the music when i play sonic the hedgehog 2 i love that music i love that sound 
That level though was the death of me because when it came to those movable pieces, if y'all play the game, y'all know what I'm talking about. And oh god, god forbid also the water scenes. Yeah, I think those were really the killer for that because you, you know, I guess to make it real, <laughs> you know, when you're swimming in there, you're kind of floating a little bit and it's taking you a minute to get up to the top to gain some air if you didn't get an air bubble. Same thing happened with Labyrinth Zone. It subbed. <laughs> aquatic aquatic um, Zone, same thing. Same problem. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> but yeah, you get to play a Sonic Tales and Knuckles throughout all four games. All four games, right? Because considering the fact that Sonic CD was only just Sonic, you can play with Tails and Knuckles in that game. Now, well, Tails and Knuckles in the first game, if you happen to download the app, because it was the Sonic the Hedgehog game for the mobile device, they actually allowed you to play um, Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles throughout the first Sonic the Hedgehog game. Of course, within Sonic the Hedgehog 2, you were able to play with Knuckles, because, of course, if you happen to have, at that time, that uh, adaptation where you have the Sonic the Hedgehog game, you can click on top of it, kind of like when you're stacking on games. That's kind of what they did then. And you can have a um, an add-on at that time frame on top of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 game to play as Knuckles in that game. And of course, as well as Sonic the Hedgehog 3, if you didn't already have Sonic and Knuckles type of thing. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. <laughs> I think here now people could probably appreciate that it's not all stacking up. I mean, it probably look appealing. You know, it's like a stacking all those games together on one console. That looked pretty cool. But now you can actually just, if you want to do add-ons, you can just slide it in digitally. <laughs> so it will give you a different opportunity to beat Metal Sonic as Knuckles. That's pretty cool, right? Or play as Tails to Green Hill Zone that he never had been appeared in because he was only appeared in Emerald Hill Zone. So, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool indeed. So I'm, I'm here for it. You can also pre-order the game before it comes out on June 23rd. And yeah, um, I don't think they mentioned a price for it yet. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I don't think they mentioned anything about that yet. If they do, I'll mention it on another time. But the, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty nice. <laughs> it's pretty nice. It gives you a nice little array of additions to play with it i'm like that's pretty sweet i like it so um i'm excited for it so all we can definitely tell is stay tuned to it so but the next thing we're going to talk about as well is that um the sporting events and what's going on within the nba as we have been embarking the playoffs and the nuttiness of it because there's a lot of changes that's been going on within the playoffs in terms of teams. Teams that you were thinking that may sweep other teams may not happen, but stay tuned. And we're back. But before I get into sports, too, there was also a little bit of stuff to talk about for Sonic again, for Sonic Mania. That was not mentioned in the first part of the podcast was that also too which this also can cause problems for the games as well even though i am still optimistic about getting the game though at the same time this is another trend that sonic and sega team has kind of been dealing with a little bit just kind of what they did with mario and sonic at the tokyo olympic games um they were put in basically in a sense a paywall right um to progress through that game you had to 
pay extra money just to go finish up the game and that made me delete the app right away because i was just like well it's gonna sit up there and waste space i'm like why am i dealing with all this i'm not doing this so in a sense sonic origins is kind of almost doing that same thing when it comes to with dlc um even though i've mentioned everything about what's going to be happening for the game itself for the dlc though obviously is basically um you know to pay basically was saying that on the sonic origins website some content would only be available through additional dlc locking it behind a paywall even for those who pay about forty dollars you know for the base game because that's how much it is now i just found out that price because i was like where's the price of so yeah there was a forty dollar price for the game to lock everything you will need to buy the three expansion the premium fun pack the classic music pack and the start dash pack the premium fun pack adds hard missions a letterbox background character animations in the main menu camera controls over the main menu islands and character animations during music islands the classic music pack meanwhile includes an additional 73 music tracks from the sonic spinball chaotix and sonic 3d blast that were originally released for the sega genesis the cost of each dlc has been announced but the digital deluxe of the game which includes both expansion packs costs an extra 45 dollars basically pricing the additional content around five dollars so in the sense that the start dash pack adds mirror mode a letterbox background and 100 bonus coins it's free for everybody who pre-orders the game with the standard or deluxe version of the game but people might be feeling a wrong way with that because they're adding extra money because these days as I said it before in the broadcast, these DLCs, they just began worse and worse over years. It was like a little small little nugget of a thing to do, and now they're just making it worse. Because <laughs> it's just saying, hey man, basically we didn't finish the game, but it's the same thing I said about Street Fighter. It's basically, you, you, you know, we didn't finish the game, even though they said they did. Technically to me, you're telling me that you didn't because you're making us pay for all the characters, all the stages, all this other extra stuff which again if you probably run up the bill for the entirety of that of that material i can only imagine how much it will cost right we're talking well over a hundred dollars easily probably if not we're touching two hundred dollars maybe for all the content that you probably have to spend for this stuff unless it was discounted obviously but um that might be a problem with that um you know, even though the excitement for the game is still there, that might take away some people, especially who really want the complete deal with it. And I do too. I want the complete deal with that too. Um, and at the same time, as I mentioned before, these games you can play with just about pretty much everything. <laughs> um, you, you, you could play this with any version of the compilation of the games, right? You can go to any game that I listed beforehand and you pretty much can play the same game. Here you're just getting all this other extra stuff. So that might be a little bit of a problem for some people maybe buying this game. It shouldn't, it, it probably put a little dent on it, but there still might be a lot of people hopeful to be playing this game just because of what was given from the jump. But if you're definitely a big Sonic fan like me, you really want the entirety of that stuff and you might be asking to pay for a little bit more stuff. And I'm like, bruh, uh, 
It's just kind of like you kind of wish back in the day, not just with Sonic games, but just like with fighting games or anything like that, where they can just go back to the traditional way. If you want to get characters, get stages, all that stuff like that, you go through the game, do what you need to do, necessary the requirements to get those characters, just like in Super Smash, right? That's why when people, like I said before, then when people were crying about the fact that, oh, we only started with eight characters on Smash Ultimate, I'm like, first of all, do you guys not understand what he did? <laughs> he was trying to basically pay a homage to where the game first started, right? And plus, it didn't take that long to get all those characters. You know, it's basically for the ones that were so used to, you know, I don't know, I guess they're used to just asking their parents, hey, can I pay for this? Thank you. No, you work for <laughs> you work to get those characters. And sure, definitely Super Smash Ultimate was definitely a huge roster. But that's how it used to be, just to get the characters for free, just like that. You go through the stages, or you go through you know classic mode, or go through the adventure mode, and you unlock them, just like that. So I had no problem with that whatsoever. But going to this game specific. That probably may be a problem though, but we'll keep tabs on it and see what Sega says about all this as all the flack is going towards them. But I thought I would give a little bit more insight on that as well, just for the sake of um, Sonic. All right, so now on to sports. Um, going on from this past weekend, uh, we've been having a lot of things that's going on with NBA as well as MLB, of course. Again, shout out to my Mets because we number one, son. We number one, right? But I can always, I can always hate the, I can always hear the haters, even the Yankees fans. Yeah, it's just, it's just the start of the, of the season. You're just facing some people that maybe might be struggling right now because they got people hurt right now. You know, it's just the start of the season, man. Don't 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 feel yourselves. No, 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 no. This is our year, yo. This is our year. I said it before, didn't happen. But this is our year, so don't hate. Appreciate the success. And the can of whoopings that you guys are gonna get when y'all face the mitts. <laughs> ah yeah. So, I want to hear all the haters once we win that World Series. I want to hear them. Yeah. I want to hear them. I want to hear them. We're going to keep the Mets doing what they do best. You know what I'm saying? Win. Win, 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 win. <laughs> uh, but at least that's one New York team that's doing all right so far. Because uh, it's not doing as well for a certain team in Brooklyn um, right now. And yeah, I know, right? I said I, I said it in that sentence. I said that there is a team in New York that is Brooklyn that is having a tough time. That is the Brooklyn Nets. Um, yeah, right now they're going against the Celtics. Um, they're the number seven seed against going against the number two seed that is the Celtics. And granted, they did play on Sunday, and they definitely had a great game. By the way, it was a great game to watch that Sunday, and it was a very tight game. And, of course, it came towards the end where, you know, Jay, uh, Jason Tatum had that spin around on Kyrie and basically got that layup in there to win the game by a very close margin. And I was like, all right, you know, though, then again, the Nets had that, you know, comeback and whatnot and, you know, should have won that game. But, you know, I was like, all right, all right, that's fine. That's just one game. I ain't sweating it. 
I ain't sweating it. I ain't sweating nothing, right? We got y'all in the second game. I don't know what happened on the second game. <laughs> um, honestly, that was a laughing stock in my department for what the Nets was doing. Um, I know KD was having some trouble in the first game when he was shooting around. I mean, he still made some shots, but it wasn't very consistent as he normally would be, right? Snapping on anybody that's coming in his way, right? Kyrie doing his thing, even though... You know, he didn't get into a physical allocation with the fans, but, you know, he did it on a more hand gesture. But, hey, I can't blame Kyrie. They come in with him with the smoke. Kyrie, Kyrie wasn't attacking them first. It was the fans. Of course, we all should know it's the Celtics, it's Boston, and Boston's going to act the fool like Boston does. So, you know, Kyrie did probably the best thing that probably anybody would do. Um... Because, I mean, I've seen worse where fans, you know, throw stuff at people. I'm telling you right now, Westbrook, that guy, when, when Westbrook was over at Washington that time, and that guy threw that popcorn down when he was going through the tunnel, if it wasn't for the security guard being there, man, somebody would have been catching a case. That's for sure. I'm sorry. I don't condone the violence. But the fans got to understand that they need to understand where they're at. You know what I'm saying? I know the players should tune it out. You know, they do. You know what I'm saying? They do. But then, you know, you got fans that just take it too far, thinking that they high and mighty just because they pay for some tickets. I'm like, that's great. That was your choice. But it does not mean that you get to go beyond that line. They're human beings just like you. <laughs> but they ain't paid more than you. <laughs> to do a sport in a game that they love to do. Whether you're at a place that you love to, love to do or not, that does not mean that you get to abuse what you have right now. Because people love to be in the stadium, in your seats, right? So, yeah, I've seen it happen. And people try to act like, oh, no, it wasn't me. I swear it wasn't me. I'm like, y'all y'all just left all the common sense before y'all walked into the building. It's amazing to me. But it's just it's just the way it is, I guess, in this area. But anyway, or should I say in the, in the United States um, specifically. But, um... The thing is with uh, the Celtics, um, you know, the Celtics were coming in there already with a great defensive team anyway. And I know Robin Williams was out um, just because of an injury. And so, I mean, this, you know, the Nets is well known that they have one of the worst defense. It's, you know, goes without saying, of course, great offense, you know, especially last year for sure. And good grief, <laughs> you know, and you haven't played like Kyrie coming in there shooting threes and just being clutch as always. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, it's insane. It's insane. And what's interesting about it is where the playing style goes, right? Uh, you know, you had Seth that was in there kind of shooting some, some of the hoops in there. You know, Drummond was coming in there and coming and banking in somewhat too as well. <clears throat> But you had Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum in there going in there. Even Al Horford. They were going in there killing them on them shots and on the rebounding. That was the problem they were facing. And, you know, again, once the biggest tackle for them was the defense. And they it was so bad because they had the lead. They had the lead. And you had the Celtics come back on y'all. And granted, yeah, it was at home court. But, yo, y'all had the lead. And y'all lost like that. Um, and again, they haven't played at the Nets at Brooklyn yet. So if they lose at the Brooklyn Nets, I think the series is done. 
for me. Um, I have yet to see anybody come back. I mean, okay, fine, maybe Golden State. <laughs> if we're gonna bring that story back up, I've had to think about it was OKC when Kevin Durant was over at Thunder, right? This man had the lead. They had three and one, you know, lead. All they need to do is just win one more game against Golden State, and Golden State came back to back to back on them. So is it doable? Sure, but you don't want to be in that predicament because basically what you're really trying to do is you got to win game four. <laughs> I mean, you got to win game three and four. Well, let's put it like this in perspective. If they lose that third game, which would be the game three, they have to win game four, five, and six. And seven, because guess what? That would be a tie. It'd be a tiebreaker. That's what they have game seven for. So they literally have to be on a winning streak. There's no room for error when they end that predicament. It's very hard to do. So even if they win a game out of this entire series, they got to keep winning those games. Because guess what? They can end it just like that. So that's the worst position to be in right now. And of course, there's a couple of teams that's in that position right now. You know, the Nuggets, you know, Golden State and being the Nuggets pretty bad too as well. Um, even 76 is shining out right now against the Raptors. I was like, yikes, <laughs> yikes, <laughs> yikes. So, yeah, yeah, um, this is tough. I mean, shoot, the Grizzlies, I mean, of course, the Grizzlies came back and now they're 2 1 against the Timberwolves because, you know, we were trying to figure out, scratching our heads, like what happened with the Grizzlies that day when they were playing on Saturday. And I was like, yo, you guys lost the Timberwolves like that? I mean, Timberwolves aren't. No scrubs, too, as well. I mean, they got some players on that squad. You know, you got Carnathan Towns. You got Patrick Beverly playing dog out, lights out, with D'Angelo Russell and Edwards in there. You know, so the Timberwolves do have a squad. You know, but the Grizzlies, I'm looking like, dudes, you guys, come on now. What y'all doing? Y'all lost at their first game, so obviously they didn't lose the second game. And they beat Timberwolves at their first home game of the series. So I was like, okay, I guess they said a little, uh, a little taste of payback. So that's a very interesting take on that part alone. Um, I still have the Grizzlies coming out from that series, but one team, one series other than the Celtics and the Nets game that I'm concerned about, it's the Pelicans and the Suns. Um, Devin Booker happened to have a hamstring problem and I'm like, oh man, that is one player they do not need to be gone from, right? All the chips that they have on that team, they were thinking, oh man, they can definitely beat the Pelicans, that's for sure. But the Pelicans? Um, because they beat they beat the Suns. So and they play today too, um at the time of this recording. What does this mean for the um the Suns, right? Can they get out of this in time for while you know Devin Booker is out, right? For a little bit. Um, what does this mean for him, right? The Pelicans they have Brandon Ingram, they have CJ McCollum. Again, when they picked up CJ McCollum, they had an upgrade with that. I said it then and I say it again, they have an upgrade with that, and they sure do, right? This can be a problem for them. And again, the Suns got a lot of players that they can still step up. They still got Chris Paul. Come on now. So there should be really no problems whatsoever going on with it. And 
I have to see exactly what they have in store. They have to step up to the plate. Somebody has to step up to the plate. Um, whether it's Mikhail Bridges, um, Cameron, um, you know, who else is on there? I mean, they got quite a few, a bunch of Blinch players up there that can literally come up in there with. Um, but they got a lot of people that got to step up on the play with that to at least fill in that gap. That's a huge gap with Devin Booker, especially when he was shooting his lights out that time, that game, and then he happened to get that injury. I was like, man, that is the worst position to be in right now. It really is. It really is. So I'm, I'm, ex- I'm going to be intrigued to see exactly what they're going to do against the Pelicans tonight and see what they might be able to do with that. But until then, we'll have to we'll have to keep tabs on it. What other games I'm missing? The Heat and the Hawks. Um, I don't want to jinx them, but I still I, the Heat got this. I mean, they ain't sway. <laughs> We're talking the Hawks. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, they got they got a squad on them too. I mean, they made it further into the playoffs last year. Of course, you know, beating the Knicks. But you know, you know. We'll see what happens. I mean, again, it's home turf. A lot of times they may win a game at home turf. But at the same time, too, I've seen games where they went to their home turf and got swept. Um, it happens. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what train I'm having in store for the Heat. But as for also another team that's also dealing with some injuries, too, as well, which is the Bucks. Uh, Chris Middleton happened to suffer an injury where he's going to be out for about at least two weeks. So I was like, oh boy, that's going to be a problem as well going into there as well. Luca, um, I think he was supposed to be out for the game three and four, if I'm not mistaken, if I saw that correctly from Dallas, because he has not played a single game for um, this, for the tournament, for excuse me, not tournament, excuse me, but the playoffs, right? Um, I mean, they holding their own right now against the Jazz. Um, and they were the higher seed than the Jazz, too, as well. So, um, yeah, that's it's going to be a little bit of shaking the rumble in the jungle for some of these teams that were thinking that they're going to might be able to fly by out of the first round. You know, um, I don't know what the Bucks going to do about that situation for them. Um, that's a, uh, a huge loss on their end. That's for sure going against them. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see how that plays out for them, for the Bucks, um, because right now that's what, that's kind of honestly what they're trying to deal with right now. And you're talking the Bulls too. The Bulls, they're a great team. They were solid throughout the season with the Rosen in there, giving the ball for him. Anything is possible. So you might want to be careful about, um, What's going on with these teams, though? Especially if you people are making bets, too. <laughs> so we'll have to see what goes on with that as well. Um, so that's all I can say with that. So, again, that was fared off against the Jazz again, which, I mean, again, they're in the lead still. And that was without Luka. So we'll have to see. We'll have she but definitely for the Warriors though <laughs> as I guess the nickname is gonna be going on for um, Jordan Poole which again triple threat I haven't really seen teams like that in a while that would have three big three shoot three-point shooters right you already have stuff in clay but Jordan Poole he was shooting his lights out this entire year and I was like dude 
and especially from his upbringing that's that's crazy coming from like the g league and everything too i was like dude that's crazy <laughs> especially when when clay was out for a while basically jordan Poole was that was that player to be shooting the threes like that i'm like dude that is insane so now we have all three of them on the court good god that's that's dangerous <laughs> that that is dangerous that's ridiculously dangerous so <laughs> I, I laugh because i'm like man the warriors are back <laughs> i'm calling it the warriors are back right now because i mean literally they're three and oh against the nuggets um jokic going dupe with so much but still i'm like bruh that's that's crazy that is that is beyond crazy so <laughs> but we're gonna probably give him the nickname pool party huh I could see that, and it matches, right? You got the Splash Brothers, and you got Pool Party. How about that? <laughs> this it's a match fit in heaven. <laughs> it's like, yo, you got the whole Splash, <laughs> the whole Splash, not the Splash Brothers, but you got the Splash and the Pool Party. <laughs> so that's that's gonna be crazy um, to see. So, um, but with the Nets. You know, they having to make some announcement with Ben Simmons that there's a chance that he actually might be able to play for game four. Um, or, excuse me, in uh, on, on Monday. So, um, that's a sign right there as well. And considering the fact that this man has not played at all this entire season, it'd be kind of nice to see. I mean, I'm pretty sure he, he might be on minutes restriction, possibly, perhaps. But it'd be very interesting to see what he would be able to play and what he's able to do. I mean, he's a defensive player. <laughs> guess what they need defense <laughs> so shooting i'll see it <laughs> we'll see what happens with that but um on the aspect of it they really what they need is the defensive player like that and you would think you got andre drummond you got blake griffin you got demarcus aldrich you got all those players in their big men playing defense and yet they're still kind of struggling right now on that department it's pretty bad pretty but you got a lot of all-stars on that team. People forget Andre Drummond was an all-star, especially when he was over there with the uh, Pistons before he got traded over there with the Cavaliers and then made his way over to the uh, 76ers, which eventually made it over to the Nets through the trade with James Harden and them. So, um, yeah. So it's very insightful, very interesting. So, again, these games, it could be almost anybody's game. Well, maybe except for the Nuggets. Probably except for... Uh, the Hawks, because you know the Heat got them. I mean, basically, you only got two teams right now. We got a couple teams actually. Technically, the 76ers is another one with the Raptors. So you got two teams that is three and zero. That is the Golden State Warriors and the 76ers. You got the Heat right now, even though they played tonight against the Hawks, could probably do the same thing. And then, of course, you got Boston, which I don't think they will. Um, but the Nets definitely have to step up on that plate. So. Um, that's all I can say with that. So it should be a very exciting time. So hopefully you guys have been enjoying the basketball games with that. But that will be all for what I have to say on this podcast today. I appreciate you guys listening as always. And I'll catch you next time. Later.